Hello, hello, boys and girls. This is Startup Hand-Me-Downs, the podcast where us young founders ask our burning questions to successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders. I'm Ranbir, and today me and Phil have a very special story edition of Startup Hand-Me-Downs in which Russell Hall walks us through his unbelievable life story from a cab driver to founder of Europe's biggest ever startup, Halo Cabs, which is now valued at over $1 billion. There's ups, there's downs, and a whole lot of comedy in between. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy the journey. Thanks for coming down, Ross. How are you doing? We're good. How are you doing? Um, superb. So, cracking on. When you're at a dinner party, mm-hmm. how do you introduce yourself to people if they don't know who you are? Um, really, it's quite simple. Um, I'm Russ, and I'm the founder of Halo. Um, I was going to ask for a title, you know, like a job, to, you know, like mm. people are VP of EMIA and mm. Vice President Crap. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically, you know... On my, you know, on my business card, as you know, it just says founder. So yeah. founder's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm happy with founder. Yeah, should be. Uh, nice and succinct. So uh, to give us a little background, in four bullet points, uh, how would you explain to us what you did after school to get you to where you are now? Um, uh, it's been a long time since school. Uh huh. Um, but I tried various things before Halo. I mean. Um, you're not a football fan, but um, Phil is. But I, I'd done my. I'd done <laughs> I my, see how it's going here. <laughs> I, I, I'd done my coaching badges. I wanted to be a coach. Um, that was prior to to Halo. I've done some writing before now. Um, obviously, the link before Halo was a another um, entrepreneurial idea called Taxi Light, mm-hmm. which is a web booking service. So those were really the the four big steps before I got to Halo. So it was. Um, a bit of writing. I mean, I've done loads of stuff on the way, you know, which kids have done. You know, I've worked in a pub. Um, I've worked down the markets. Uh, you know, generally everything and anything. Uh, becoming a taxi driver mm-hmm. way back when, which is obviously gives me the experience of, you know, making Halo the number one taxi app throughout mm-hmm. Europe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that makes for a good segue, I guess, into going on to Taxi Light. So, mm-hmm. was Taxi Light like your first startup and then was that a pivot into Halo or was it just completely different? Yeah, I mean, back in 2009, like, there wasn't a word called startup. You know, one of the guys I knew, Gary, and I played football with and he sort of phoned me up and he said, what do you think of this idea? And I said, well, I've been thinking about the same sort of idea and it's about feeling the dead mileage of, of cab drivers and he knew a guy called Terry, so... You know, we all met in the Pret-a-Manger in, in, in Cranbourne Street <laughs> back in that January 2009. And we said, right, what are we going to do? And Gary said, well, I've made some inquiries. I've got a couple of engineers. Um, mm. You know, so w- you know, what are we going to do? And it was like about filling the dead mileage of taxi drivers because we all lived outside of London. And every day we come into London mm. empty. And every day we go home empty. Yeah. And so the main idea was to get people to go onto our website, which we hadn't had a name for, and to put in a destination. And then we got taxi drivers then to uh, uh, go onto their old Hewlett-Packard computers at home and go onto the website. And if they saw, like, where do you live, Phil, anyway? North London. Where do you live, Rambit? West London. West London. So whereabouts? Where do you live? Uh, Feltham. Feltham. There's a classic yeah. example. Okay, so we're looking at Feltham near Heathrow Airport. Rambier don't really want to pay the sort of 55, 60 pounds. Yeah, I really don't, know. He really don't. <laughs> but what he would pay is how much? 
I'd pay uh, seven up to seven pounds. Up to seven pounds. Well, he's he's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, listen, that, that, that sort of anything. idea, but you're not going to get, you're not, you can't <laughs> go over we, the tube for seven we, quid. We, <laughs> we, were you looking for a higher answer there? No, no, but what I'm saying to you is if it's 60 odd quid, yeah. the, you were talking about, you know. 40 you, quid, maybe. You pay 20 quid, all right? You go on for 20 quid. I'll, I'll edit that in, yeah. You 20 quid, Bruce, yeah, so I'd pay 20 quid. Okay, cut, and how much would you go to film for? Anyway, <laughs> 20 so, quid. 20 quid, so, so what you would do, you'd go onto the Taxi Light website, yeah. You put in this bizarre request that, you know, I want to be picked up um, in Upper Grand and go to Felton for 20 quid. And you yeah. think, no one's going to have that. Yeah. But then you get a cab driver yeah. that's actually going to go out to Heathrow. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going to go out to Heathrow. Mm. And if I'm going to get 20 quid off of Rambia, um, it's better than going there empty. Yeah. So we could become quite successful. Yeah. Um, we ended up... Uh, sort of um, getting a thousand drivers because don't we get drivers um, you know they openly admit back in 2009 lots of them are technophobes everyone had a, a Nokia phone yeah. to text and it was like green to pick up the phone and red to put down the phone <laughs> yeah. they didn't do anything else phones yeah. never done anything else in 2009 so but we quickly built up we knew taxi drivers went home on their computers mm. and, they, and they they can understand how to get onto the they knew how to put on the taxi like website uh, how to search for that know and um, bid for jobs mm -hmm. and we charge you 10% so we took 22 quid off of you we paid the driver the 20 quid Two and quid taxi light was you know and we thought we reinvented the wheel you mm -hmm. know free cab drivers we built this web booking service you know um, I'm rambling on so hold me back but this is where taxi light was so mm -hmm. we wanted to push it further forward we applied well I applied to go on Dragon's Den okay um, and we never heard. Um, we wanted sixty thousand pound off the off the woman with the shoulder pads. Which <laughs> <laughs> was that? It was, uh, Deborah. Is that no, Deborah? No, 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 no. She's the one with the nails. It was. <laughs> it wasn't. You know, Hillary. One, Hillary Devey. Yeah, she, uh, she haunts houses part time. Oh, you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, no, listen, we never, we never got on there. We never, we, you know. I mean, ideally, Peter, Peter Jones would have been ideal. Yeah, oh, okay. he would have taken the mick out of you, though. Yeah, but Peter. I mean, yeah. I mean, the difference is, is that this would have been right up his street technology. But yeah. Truth be known, I applied to go on there for sixty thousand pound for us to get assistance on building an yeah. application. Mm, yeah. We didn't really know free cab drivers. Of what we was really doing, mm. and that was a probably scary thing. But we knew, roughly speaking, because the two guys we were with at the time uh, with Taxi Light never showed the same ambition. Mm. And I suppose any you know point one of helping young entrepreneurs is that if you're going to be a team, you can't. You have to all play. You have yeah. to all play hard because you you can't carry anyone. Yeah. So the two guys that we was with at the time, our two engineers. Mm. Yeah, they just never lived up to our expectations, and it come to yeah because we was driving taxis, you know. I worked nights, Gary worked days, Terry worked, um, you know, throughout the night of really odd hours, and in the meantime, we were all conversing. I I ended up getting a, the iPhone free. Wow! Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and again, it was like this is different. This is different gravy to what I was. I can't remember what phone I had, but all of a sudden, I got this like mini computer. As yeah. I said. Back then, it's like everyone now. It's like everyone now has got a smartphone, yeah. and and it it does everything. Yeah, it was a different world back, then. and it's only five or six years. Yeah, ago. No, I it remember. Was, we it was, it's, it's, it's massive. So um, 
So anyway, we was um, the, one of the guys um, in it. In the end, we, we got the conversation got a bit fraught, and uh, he, he made the comment that uh, you know the guy, one of the guys said, uh, "You'll never be anywhere without us." Hmm. And that was it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, divorced straight away. Um, we got rid of him, and then we went through this nomadic period of how we're going to get money mm-hmm. to get this venture off the ground. We so, need- so sorry, in the beginning, so Taxi Light was completely bootstrapped by you guys. Oh yeah. Okay. And the the the, the two engineers were uh, part of the founding team, so they weren't paid. Yeah, we got rid of them. We 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 yeah. sort of paid them off. Oh, so so. Yeah, talk, talk me through that. So, so in the beginning, uh, while they were working on it, were you paying them, or was it they had a percentage of the business? They had a percentage of the business. Okay. So, um, you know, we said we're going to part part company. Yeah. And um, they said fine, and then you know we give them a few few quid. Yeah. Um, and we closed the business down, uh, and then we sort of uh, thought, well, listen, it's not worth dealing with guys that are not. Was not as ambitious as, as we are. You yeah, know? we was desperately ambitious. Mm. As I said, you know, applying on, you know, uh, to tr- to Dragons Den, you know, basically getting a blank, mm-hmm. you know, not even a reply. Yeah. Um, okay, you know, talking to people in the cab. I mean, I picked up Pete Stringfellow, and we all know who Pete Stringfellow is. And uh, you know, I took him to his office in Soho, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think one of the turning points, especially for me. Was that I wanted to tell him about this uh, this idea we wanted to launch, and he he was very positive of the fact of it be a success because you know the business you're going into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a spark of inspiration. So constantly we was uh, trying to find we wasn't really trying to find investors, but um, trying to find um, a way that we can obviously applying to Dragons Den was a sort of Back in the day, how are we going to raise money? Let's apply, apply to dr- on Dragons Den yeah. like, and give it a, give it a bash. Yeah. Nothing yeah. to lose. Yeah. You know, ten yeah. percent of a you know sixty grand, and we you know we know you're going to say forty. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know, oh, Peter Jones, he's he's a oh, he's a naughty boy, isn't he? You don't like Peter Jones? Yeah, oh, he's bent people over. He, to be honest with you, to uh, what was the name with the shoulder pads? Um, <laughs> Hillary Devay. Hillary Devay. She wasn't on the show at the time, but I always say the girl with the shoulder pads, but. You know, Debbie, what's her face? Debra Meaden. Debra Who actually uses Halo, by the way, and she's not oh, well. using the people you mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Say uh-huh. Uber, Uber, if you want to mention. The she, ones who cannot be named. She, she, she if, you, if you check her tweets out, she did she did tweet it. So, nice. So, so that, that yeah. was a nice little tip. Yeah, so but going back to where we were with Taxi Light, um, moving on from there, you know, it was like, Desperate times, uh, as I said, you know, we didn't know really which way to turn. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Terry got an email from Jay Bregman. Jay yeah. Bregman is, um, who was the former CEO of eCourier. So we, we got, this, uh, got this email to meet uh, Jay and his two partners, Casper, Casper Woolley and Ron Ziegeiber. Um, and... Uh, you know, we decided to meet in that November of 2010. And it was a meeting that uh, took place up in Tottenham Court Road. And we really didn't know what we were getting into because we just met and we drank tea and we had some, um, you know, some toast and conversation, like conversation. And then we was talking about Taxi Light. 
and they were talking about they had a similar idea for passengers and they already had you know some some um, software sort of designed prior to this and and they had access to funding via Ron and it was like this is like a dream so we went to a, a similar workplace like this you mm -hmm. know um, over in uh, it's still there actually it's over in uh, Carnaby Street well, we met in a room we had blank paper and uh, we started making plans of how we're going to build Halo mm -hmm. so um, why did you um, not keep uh, Taxi Light and develop that why did you form a completely different entity well we disbanded Taxi Light anyway so we, we shut Taxi Light down I mean um, so it was a new venture for okay. us really I mean, the good thing was is that we had uh, a good database of the drivers we had on Taxi Light. Mm -hmm. So the main thing we had to do, you know, Gary, Terry, and myself, was to reach out to those guys. Um, we, we split the drivers, so we had about uh -huh. 300-odd each, 330-odd wow. each. And you called and each we, of them to... We, we called them over a, a three-month period. Now you can imagine, there's never a quick conversation with a taxi driver. Um. <laughs> I spoke to one earlier and it was 20 minutes. And we, we find up for nothing, really. Um, so, so there was this... Uh, doing the work. So then we had all these guys um, coming over to Halo. Um, we're telling them it's a new business. And, and uh, in the meantime, obviously, our relationship with J-Ron and Casper was blossoming. You know, we'd, we ended up just across the river here on the, on the boat. Mm -hmm. the HMS president yeah. we had funky offices there in the early 2011 um, you know Jay so we was two camps we, we was a perfect marriage because Jay Ron and Caspar was busy doing the tech and, and raising the, the finance mm -hmm. and we was doing busy getting the team together like the driver team operations uh, yeah and we got all these drivers together and then in that uh, November of 2011 we launched Halo we had mm -hmm. 500 drivers on shift. Um, drivers phoned us and said, where's the work? Um, and then we said, well, it's coming. <laughs> and, you know, 32 million jobs later, um, it come in, in bucket loads. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. It's, it's amazing. It's a great story. So let's, let's dig in now to the nitty gritty uh, business side of how you actually managed to do it. Cool. So uh, let's start from uh, your first venture. Let's start from uh, Taxi Light. How did you go about getting? Uh, how did you go about the marketing aspect of that? So, it's um, it's it's you know, wearing a lot of shoe leather out. Really, mm -hmm. I mean, in relation to we we printed our own stuff off. Uh -huh. uh, we 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 designed our own little flyers, you know, A five flyers, and we went to you know, armed with blue tack. <laughs> um, we went to every train station in London and we stuck these I, um, A5 size uh, pieces of paper um, everywhere we went, you know. Um, this is Without permission from TFL, of course. No, 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 of course. You know. I love it, um, love it. So we just, <laughs> yeah, but, but we, we found that we had some people taking our, our stickers down, which we couldn't understand. We never found out why, but yeah. I don't know. But So we done that and uh, in the trade press, because we were pretty proactive of trying to help the taxi industry yeah. so the trade press the taxi trade press especially the taxi globe um, you know the, 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 the editor Sandy was quite good to us and she you know she gave us you know some editorial space mm. so and and that was it really you know it was um, we just let them know to 
go on to the. I, I don't really know how we got passengers, to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> but but we did. I think um, there was certain words that um, you had when you actually searched taxi. Okay. Yeah. And when we, I can always remember being with Terry one night at Kings Cross Station, you know, on a taxi rank, you know, it was freezing cold, half past 11, and all of a sudden he had a, a notification on his phone to, to say, you know, we've booked our first job, and I feel this is it. <laughs> I said, you know, the next night I said, I said to the guys, I said, go and kiss your kids goodnight. I said, because we're going to be millionaires. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, um, you know, we never knew which, which path we was going to go next but we knew we was on the cusp of a, of a big thing and that's why we wanted to make Taxi Light into uh, an application mm-hmm. oblivious of what people were doing around us yeah. and it was like we knew that there was an inefficiency of taxi drivers just sitting on taxi ranks where two streets away there'd be someone that would want a taxi mm-hmm. and all we'd done really was to to, to, to give them Prince the, the gap. ability yeah. yeah so quite organic growth then and did you find that organic growth happened when you started Halo as well, or was there a bit more method behind the, the madness, so to speak? No, I think um, it, it grew pretty quickly. Um, people found us. I mean, obviously, social media uh, helps as well. And you only had to have someone, I can't remember who, I think it was like Jamie Oliver or Stephen Fryer, sort of just mm-hmm. down, mentioned Halo, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, you know, That's in awesome. an hour, like 700 downloads. And uh, downloads come thick and fast. Yeah. I mean, we've got over 2 million people in London that downloaded Halo whether people believe that Halo isn't widely known but Halo's been around for, for a long time yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. and I guess before um, our mates from San Francisco came down when they did come down how did that go? was that a shock to the system? were you expecting competition? yeah I mean I'm going to get the stinking fish on the table okay we tried to I think you know try and take them on yeah. and um, we we made a mistake, um, and I think uh, the mistake was that we tried to have integrate private hire with taxis, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work. I mean, um, it wasn't going to work. I mean, I, I would openly say Gary Terry and myself were, were against that idea. I mean, our role wasn't as senior senior team members, senior management. Our roles are advisors, and um, you know. We said this is like whichever two factions that hate each other, this is private hire and taxi drivers <laughs> is, is probably up there with any religious or sporting uh, rivalries. Mm. And, um, you know, we got, I think we got a sort of comeuppance. There was a certain uh, backlash in the, in the uh, taxi industry. Yeah. Um, and uh, sort of thankfully, we've, we've managed to turn it around. Yeah. I mean, the secret of going to the bottom of any business and it's getting out of that business and up to the top as, as quick as possible. Sure. So um, so with, with Uber coming along, um, they got they piggybacked on the back of our bad um, publicity and, you know, demonstrations come along and, uh, you know, against TFL and then it was all about what Uber were doing to the market. But I'm pretty confident that, you know, the taxi market is quite strong. I mean, you do get what you pay for with a taxi mm-hmm. um, in relation to you get a fully trained driver, he's, he's CRB or DBS checked, meaning that he's, all his particulars are checked. He's in a roadworthy vehicle, he knows where he's going. Um, but hey, Uber have, have, have entered the market, but 
you know, it's like it, it, that's the way of the world. I mean, mm. Yeah. And during those difficult periods where, you know, there was demonstrations, um, we've, we read a few articles where the officers were attacked. I mean, how did you deal well, with it? We'll say it's rubbish. <laughs> oh, that didn't happen? Because I was in the office. Oh, Jesus. So when someone <laughs> says, oh, it's gone on Twitter, the, the officers were attacked. Um, so um, some, some disgruntled taxi drivers, you know, came around the office, mm -hmm. you know, on that uh, Tuesday morning, and they wasn't happy, mm -hmm. and there was words exchanged, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, it was a di as I said, you know, we found it. Gary Terry and myself found it difficult to appease them, but they mm -hmm. were upset. You yeah. know, if uh, if someone you love decides to be a traitor, because that taxi drivers loved Halo, and these guys were upset, and I was upset. You know, and everybody I know in the taxi trade was upset, but. You know, a couple of guys come around and, and, and put some graffiti on the wall. Um, wow. But um, we managed to live through it. Um, and thankfully, with our new management, our senior management, they decided to um, take a different view of the previous man management and go back to black cab only. And things have changed again. You yeah. know, we've started to grow 40% year on year, nice. which is massive. Yeah, you know, we've become very, very attractive again, um, and it's given us more energy. So, and not only that, the guys that um, you know, because they said, "Oh, every taxi driver's left." You know, all of a sudden it was like um, uh, one one cab driver said to me, "He said being on Halo was actually being like gay in Victorian times." And I <laughs> thought that's really that's, he said because what it was they used to sit in cast and go that halo I'm not on halo and they said walk out and they put their phones on and everyone would be on halo <laughs> so not, listen lots of guys left um, and some guys have never returned but the vast majority of drivers I mean we've got sixteen and a half thousand drivers in London which is bigger than Addison Lee the radio circuits and and the other app providers put together yeah wow. sixteen thousand um, and we've got seven thousand drivers on shift. Listen, you're doing a halo job in London every two or three seconds. And, and, then, and the pickup time is like three minutes. Mm -hmm. You can't talk to any other provider in London that can get a taxi at your door quicker than that. And I'm talking about private eye as well. Yeah. It's amazing. Even if I say so, miss. No. <laughs> yeah. So now uh, coming down to our final two questions. Um, so we've heard what uh, uh, Halo's uh, path forward is. What's the path forward for yourself? What are you looking to do in the next uh, two, three years for yourself to develop yourself or or, your, or in your personal life? Are there still things uh, that you need to fulfill? Well, um, I think probably uh, because of the t amount of time I've sacrificed um, with Halo, because as I mentioned earlier to Phil, it's like to be an entrepreneur is 24-7, seven days a week, it's you have to live it and breathe it and understand that if you want to make a success of something there isn't any downtime so i probably want to spend a bit bit more time with the um with my wife who's stuck by me and and again being as uh, an entrepreneur at a tender age of almost 56 you need someone beside you and you've got to make sure your partners come along with a dream yeah. um so uh i'd like to spend a bit more time with her i've got two grandkids now mm. that um one, one's uh, Lenny and Ray. Uh, Ray's a beautiful little girl. She's only a couple of months old, and Lenny's is my my best mate. 
even though his dad's an Arsenal supporter. I've, 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 got, I've got him. I've got him to say, you know, come on, you irons. Um, so yeah, so um, spend more time with the family is definitely on 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 the on the radar. Um, I've just got this funny feeling. I mean, I've got a couple of books in me that I want to write. Um, um, what else would I like to do? Um, yeah, if I can be a, assistance to anyone that wants to start a business and, and, and wants advice, I like to think my doors are always open. I spoke at the LSC last Sunday and I spoke at King's College the other week and uh, I've met a couple of guys since then. And uh, if I can inspire an entrepreneur to get off their ass and feel that I can make this through listening to your podcast and in a couple of years' time give me a little mention, then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to get knighted by the Queen um, <laughs> before she abdicates or pops her clogs before Charles <laughs> takes over. So, so I'd, like, I'd like that. Um, yeah. I'd like Halo to be recognised for what it is, yep. which is the biggest startup in Europe ever. Um, so to raise over $120 million for free cab drivers sitting in a Pret-a-Manger, um, freezing our cods off in January 2009 and sitting here today with you guys, um, you know, recognition should be done with knighthoods and um, lordships and whatever comes. I don't want OBE. Let's go straight to knighthoods. <laughs> <laughs> and I say I that as that. well for Terry and Gary. And, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, I owe a lot of people a lot. To be where you are today, you need um was it friends, fools and something or other, but friends, fools and families. Yeah, yeah. But you need your family, you need your friends to stick by you, you need people to believe and um you will succeed. You know, and uh, and through our life, uh, especially the early days at Taxi Light, when people were saying, It's not gonna happen, you know, you're smoking dope, it, you know, it's like, well, actually, you know, we have got a service that they haven't got. And that's as I said safety bus lanes you know getting you there on time um and uh you know the world famous knowledge mm-hmm. which is unrivaled anywhere mm-hmm. and the humor don't forget the humor and the humor and obviously the you know being an authority on all subjects <laughs> and also as well you know you can get into a taxi and tell the driver anything mm-hmm. and no it won't go no further mm-hmm. um which i've had a few of those as well uh-huh <laughs> mm, that's good. I was going to ask you, but then I thought, no, it's you can not ask. Me. <laughs> I'll tell you very quickly. Then a girl got in a cab, and uh, yeah, a girl got in a cab. Uh, it doesn't really matter where it is, and I can see that she looked troubled. Uh huh. You know, and I, I'm, you know, we're just driving along, we're just having small talk. I said, "Are you okay?" She said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." So we got we got a bit further down the road, and she's looking out the window, and she's um. She's staring into the distance. I said, look, if you want to tell me, I said, this is your chance. This is the confessional. Because we call it the confessional. The, the back of the cab is the confessional. Because yeah. uh-huh. you can tell a taxi driver anything, and you can ask for his reaction or just get it out there. Yeah. You know, um, I, me being a, a, a sort of, uh, I wasn't very religious growing up, but I remember going to uh, uh, confession. Uh-huh. I was a Catholic. Yeah. You know. So I went up, I, 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 um, I booted my brother's drumming. <laughs> so my brother had a big confession for so I went, to, I, went to, I went to I went to I went to confession and said, um, 
I'm really sorry, I'll, you know, and he said like three Elmerias and four Alfavas. And, yeah. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> How I troubled remember, were you about kicking the drum that you went to? The... Well, because I thought, uh, you know, I need, I need to tell, I need to tell the vicar, the priest, <laughs> I need to tell the priest, and I need him to, for, for forgiveness. Yeah. So this girl, so I get back to where we were. So this girl, she's, um, she, she, she's uh, gazing out the window. I said, look, if you've got something to say, just tell me and I'll, you know, a problem made is a problem shared. Mm-hmm. She said, she said, and she thought for a while, she said, okay. So I said, yeah, go on. I said, tell me. She said, I'm going to go and meet me husband. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. She said, I'm going to tell him I've been having an affair. Jeez. We've had an affair with his best mate for the last eight years. Oh. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went, Okay. And there wasn't really much I could really say apart from, you know, but that, that story, you know, out of Ooh. the thousands of, you know, I passed my knowledge in 1984, which is a lot of your listeners wasn't even born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had thousands of people in my cab. I've had fantastic times. Um, I've met some really great people and I've met some complete, you know, um, not so nice people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that was, that was one story that, you know, may interest or not interest your your listeners. Yeah. Oh, if, you, yeah. if you're out there, let us know how the story ended. <laughs> well, I didn't know. So I just dropped off the pub and she got out and she paid me off and I said, good luck. Yeah. You know? And and uh, who knows? Who knows? That's a tough one. Who knows? So I guess to come to a close, cool. um, where can people find you if they do want to get in contact with you? Me personally, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm Mr. Russell Hall. I got the Mr. Russell Hall off of Mr. Danny Dyer. Uh huh. Because okay. he, he had Mr. Danny Dyer. Yeah. Mr. D Dyer. He was on the Jonathan Ross show, mm-hmm. and I thought I'm going to have that. So I've got a Twitter address of Mr. Russell Hall. Um, but uh, anyone can track me down via that. Yeah. Uh, I've got an email address. So ain't that hard? It's Russell at HaloCab.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can, there are probably two best ways to contact me. Um, and I'm available 24-7. <laughs> yeah. Good. And any parting words for the aspiring entrepreneur? Um, yeah. So there's always parting words. Um, never give up. Never say no. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, do keep your friends nice and close. Make sure you, you, you get the love of your family. Um Share your ideas. You know, there were six founders at Halo. Um, so don't feel, you know, you've got to be you and him or you and her. Uh, share share your ideas. Um, network as much as possible. Um, if you think you've got a billion dollar app, you know, be prepared to give away a quite healthy amount of your equity. Mm. But on the gamble of that being success, if you're as confident as we were, then um, of, of attracting those sort of... Uh, VCs as it is today, um, you know, you, you'll be fine. But as I say, um, share, care, uh, love, prepare to work as hard as possible because there isn't any downtime. There isn't any down unless you've got grandkids and most of your listeners won't have kids no anyway. <laughs> but you know, uh, the only relaxation I get, as I say, when, when I'm with me, with my grandkids or yeah, that, that's it really. Or when I'm watching the mighty West Ham, um, <laughs> hopefully win something before 
you know, I can't remember much because I was a little bit boozed the last time West Ham beat Arsenal in the <laughs> FA Cup final, but because I didn't think it'll happen, yeah. so I just went out and got lashed. Um, but hopefully, <laughs> I see a bit of fortune. But stay, stay real. Um, I picked up Chris Evans once. Everyone knows Chris Evans, yeah. the mad mm-hmm. ginger person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, "Be who you are. Don't don't make out you're someone else." And I think um, I've tried to stay as down to earth as possible. And I spoke out in Ireland the other week, and someone tweeted that um, Russell, um, I'm quoting by the way, Russell Legend cross between Barrow Boy and Steve Jobs. <laughs> love it. And on that note, I, you know, I, I'll take that. Yeah, you know. any day. And take I, it. I love the Barrow Boy bit because I was a Barrow Boy. Uh-huh. So uh, Steve Jobs, I'm not. But um, if we have shook the technology world up and, you know, as I said, making taxi drivers' lives a lot easier was the main vocation, the main idea, the main entrepreneurial idea of Halo. Mm-hmm. And if we achieved that, but along the way, we've made it easy to get a London taxi outside your house and take you safely to your, you know, A to B. Um, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Plus the nighters. And plus, <laughs> yeah. if I can take a few quid as well, hey, everyone's going to be up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. And on that note. On that note, it's time to end. So, guys, what a crazy story. The main things I took away from Ross's journey were, one, sometimes it's just about wearing away the leather on your shoes and hitting the pavement in order to go from zero to one. Just because online marketing is right on our doorstep doesn't mean the old school methods still can't be effective. Two, you need to solve a problem that you yourself have first. It makes the solution much easier to create, communicate and sell. As Russell was a cab driver himself, he knew exactly how to sell it to other cabbies. And three, you have to find one thing that you can do better than anyone else and focus just on that. These guys are able to take on Uber because they are positioning themselves as a different product in the taxi industry. Everyone needs a USP. And now for a new segment in the show. We thought it'd be a cool idea to give you guys a view into how we are growing this company behind the scenes and how we are actually implementing the advice we're gaining from the guests to grow the podcast. So to give you guys an update, um, TJ, our third member of the podcast, uh, decided to leave uh, because there was too much on his plate. Um, So it was a mutual decision between all of us and uh, which left a gap in our team for the marketing. Now we're creating great, great content and getting on absolute superstars for the show. And uh, it's, it's high time now to start spreading this and growing our audience. So learning from Matt Lerner's episode, we wanted someone on our team who is going to be naturally passionate about the marketing and social media and be able to devote a lot of time to doing that. So our thought was to, to get on an intern to do this. So we posted a job advert on workinstartups.com. Um, and we got a very high level of response. That's because we had character candidate fit. So the tip here is uh, you have to speak to the candidate's ambition. Showing them why it's the right step in achieving their dreams is often much more effective than talking about salary. So for us, uh, our ideal candidate likely wants to start their own marketing agency in the future. So we specifically spoke about how they learn all the right strategies in growing audiences with digital marketing. And would also be building a network of business people in London who could be potential clients in five years down the road. So as I said, we have a very high number of responses uh, which we're currently going through. And uh, so we're excited to, to filter, down, filter these guys down and bring in the right candidate in, in about a week, uh, a week and a half's worth of time. So tune in to the next episode where we will uh, be talking about how we interview these candidates and uh, eventually decide on the right person. 
So thanks again for listening, guys, and tune in next week to find out what happens. Take care and bye-bye.